Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 86 of Crunch Time with the N326 Duo. I'm your host, Sam Godsey, and with me today is Tanner Dislin. We also have a special guest on the pod for today's episode, my brother, Eric Godsey. Eric, how are you doing? What up, what up? I'm great. I'm a little nervous, not going to lie. A little nervous. <laughs> Yeah, it's it is a little nerve wracking your first time, but boys, it's the most wonderful time of I'm the year. I'm doing great too, Sam. Okay, <laughs> thanks for asking. I knew you were doing all right, asking, buddy, <laughs> buddy, old pal. Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year, as y'all know. It's March, and with that comes the madness. That is going to be the topic of this episode. So, boys, let's break down this bracket on episode 86 of Crunch Time. So before we get into kind of the nitty gritty of this bracket, I got to know y'all, how many brackets do y'all fill out? And is it the same? Is it different? Talk to me about that, Eric. Oh, man. Um, I don't do any any fun ones anymore. Uh, I'm in too many, whether it's work, uh, we got a family one, two family ones, and then um, normally one of my buddies is the Duke madness, which Sam, I know you're in, I think there's like yeah. 150, 200 people now. Um, so we got like a few serious ones, but I'd say probably four or five for money each year normally. Tanner. So like, are, are you talking how many like different versions of the bracket or how many like pools? Both. Right? But because, so, I mean, I, I filled out, I think I filled out like three, but I'm always like, revising you know so i pretty much you know fill out my first impressions go back look at matchups do a little more research make you know make changes and, and buff out a few scratches here and there um but by the end i have one final one and that's the one i submit in all my wow i'm, I'm a one bracket guy um I, that surprises uh, me one bracket like, man just kind of kind of like a take of mine it's like where it's like you know I'll be talking to someone like oh i had that upset in two of my 14 brackets, it's like, oh, sick call. You know what I mean? But like, so, so that's kind of been a pet peeve of mine. But like, you know, a few brackets is fine. But I got, I got one version of my final that's bracket that I put in multiple different pools. But yeah, I, I got one. And uh, so you're all, yeah, it's, you're I'm all, a few revisions. all win, all lose. No, <laughs> no, I guys. like it. Bingo. I respect yeah, it. Yeah. I, I'm kind of on the same page as Eric. I got a couple. Um, I do do a fun one. It's usually Iowa versus Arkansas in the championship. Iowa obviously winning. Pair of eight seeds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, huh. uh, say for the most part, there's slight changes, but that comes to the final four. But most of the upsets I have across the board. Um, moving on, let's talk about these first four out that are on the outside looking in we got oklahoma state from the big 12 rutgers from the big 10 the sore losers as north carolina not even participating losers. in the nit losers. and then clemson tenor give us your thoughts on this first four out i tell you what i'd like to play a quick game who's in for a game i'm in all right here we go <laughs> i have two teams for you team a and team b oh no team a is oh, oh, they're also in the same conference. So okay. they're in the same conference. <laughs> okay. oh, even team better. A even better. Team A went 23 and 10, 14 and 6 in conference. 
four and four in the quad one, three and two in quad two. I'll okay. repeat these again at the end. <laughs> team two went 23 and 10 as well, 12 and eight in conference compared to Team A, who was 14 and six. They went one and six in quad one mm. and seven and four in quad two compared to Team A, who went four and four and three and two. Also, these teams played three times during the regular season. Team A won all three by a score of 96-71, 91-73, and 80-54. Which team made the field? Uh, I'm against the team that lost three times. The team that has the same overall record, one and six in quad one, worst conference record, yep. and lost all three <laughs> matchups against this team. Well, team A is Clemson, one of the first, one of four. The first four. Team B is North Carolina State, <laughs> who made the field. <laughs> so, I am a little bit confused on the thought process. I didn't think North Carolina or I didn't think North Carolina State deserved to be in. I didn't think Nevada deserved to be in. But here we are. So, I, I have a little problem and uh yeah, th- those are the ones I have a problem with. But other than that, I, I'm okay with the field. Yeah, Eric, you got any thoughts on uh, first four out? I mean, just UNC saying that they're not going to go to the NIT is probably the biggest sore loser. We're on this pedestal mentality that we're too good for it. Be it, I mean, what a joke! Just an absolute fall apart of a program in a year, which I just don't hate at all. I actually quite love it, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, that's my only comment on that one. Yeah, I tell you what, I would like to go back to when it seemed like North Carolina had solidified themselves as the better program by sending <laughs> beating Coach K on the road at his last home game, beating them in the Final Four. Um, like yeah. telling this all the North Carolina fans, you're gonna, you're not gonna make the field next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough that. look. That's a tough look. But all right, let's hop right into it. We are gonna start out in the South Region. And that contains the number one overall seed, Alabama. Eric, what are some matchups you're looking forward to in this region? Oh, man. Um, One that I really love that I think will just be an overall good game, I think, is Mizzou-Utah State. Um, Utah State coming out of the, the Mountain West. Obviously, Mountain West teams normally don't do too hot in the tournament. Um but Mizzou pretty much just has Kobe Brown, um, obviously being in the SEC and Arkansas playing him. I just know if you can shut him down, you're pretty much set to win a game. So that's one that I'm looking forward to if they can do that. Um, another one that I have an upset in is Furman over Virginia. I love that game. Virginia, we all know, is known for their defense, but can hopefully score 35 and you know hold the other team to 34. So. Um, those are two that those are two that I'm really looking forward to, um, just from a you know one on one matchup kind of stuff. So, yeah, I I like that. Uh, I think Furman over Virginia is going to be a common one we see. Uh, as you said, a very defensive heavy team, Tanner. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with the Missouri Utah State one of the one of my pre bracket notes. As you said, do not trust the Mountain West, four uh, Mountain West teams in. I have all four of them losing because finally I'm going to listen to myself watch uh, San Diego State go on a run. But still, I, I agree with you on Missouri, I, or on the Missouri-Utah State game. Uh, I'd like to throw in Maryland-West Virginia uh, yeah. to, you know, to 
high profile programs that didn't seem to have the year um, that really they expected. Couldn't really get things going, but at times have looked like a very, very good team. I mean, Maryland competing in that Big Ten, having some quality wins at home, have looked absolutely abysmal on the road. Yeah. Like worse splits than Iowa on the road. Um, <laughs> and and West Virginia, you know, a team that kind of went through the gauntlet in the Big 12. And, you know, it just is, is it whenever you get Bob Huggins, you're going to get a good defensive team. Yeah. Press Virginia, you know how that goes. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to this game. I actually have West Virginia in that for the reasons I said. I, I don't think I can trust Maryland not at the Xfinity Center. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm leaning West Virginia there, but I, I would like to add that one in. Again, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. There's. I think there's a lot of good matchups potentially. Um. I like. I'm looking at this Creighton Baylor game in the second round. Um. Creighton has got win off. Uh. To start the season, uh. Has played really well. Baylor hasn't been up to par as of late they took an l in the big 12 to iowa state so that's kind of the one i'm looking at uh in the second round do y'all have any other uh potential matchups y'all are looking at uh from here from the second round to the elite eight and potentially i mean going off what tanner said just from a defensive standpoint i think bama everyone is saying they have an easy route but just West Virginia, like you said, crazy press, crazy defense. Um, you know, Brandon Miller obviously being the incredible player, you know, still an 18, 19-year-old where you can get in his head. Um, and we've definitely seen West Virginia teams do that. And then if they make it through that, I think San Diego State has a good chance of making the Sweet 16. Um, you know, if we're going off the Ken Palm and top 20 stuff, I mean, they're a great defensive, great offensive team. So, you know, Bama definitely has the easiest out of the ones, but I wouldn't say it's, you know, just every single matchup. You're like, yep, Bama, 100%. So, yeah. Um, you know, they, I think even if they make it to the Elite Eight and they may reach an Arizona who's got two big men who are just absolute studs and, you know, can happen in March. Who gets hot? Yeah. Got any other matchups you're looking yeah, out I'm for? Gonna- go back to a team we had already talked about in that potential uh, round of 32 matchup of Missouri, Arizona. I think that could be a very fun game too. Um, you mentioned uh, how Missouri is a very reliant on, on one player. Um, but I I've kind of been on this Missouri team. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of like them as a, as a, a team that was overlooked in, I mean, a very good sec this year. So I actually had do have Missouri beating Arizona and going into the, uh, the sweet 16. So, that's the game I'm looking at. I think it could be a good game, a potential upset for Missouri. Yeah. Speaking of upsets, there's a lot of potential upsets here. Um, some of the games I'm looking at is uh, Charleston over San Diego State. Uh, Charleston can hoop. They score a lot of points. And like we said, Mountain West, not the most competitive uh, when it comes to uh, basketball. Um, so that's kind of like my big upset pick, Eric. Do you have any? You kind of already mentioned the Furman over Virginia. Is that your upset pick for the South region? Yeah, that's my upset. Um, before they released the bracket, Charleston was definitely one that I had circled until I had the San Diego State. So still one there. I'm kind of teetering back and forth on, but I definitely have Furman just because of Virginia's just no offense there. So. Yeah, and so we kind of already broke 
broke down everything we need to talk about in the South, other than who y'all got coming out of the South region. Tanner? I'm going to go with the number one overall seed. I know it's not uh, it's not all that exciting, but that number one overall seed for a reason. You mentioned the the uh, discourse that Alabama has an easy schedule. Well, actually, some of the upsets we talked about, I have both Furman and Charleston winning. And so I, and I have Charles, Charleston going into the Sweet 16. So that Elite Eight match or the Sweet 16 matchup, excuse me, between Alabama and Charleston is one a little bit on the easier side. Yeah. Um, and I have uh, my sleeper team in this bracket comes out of the, the bottom t- bottom side of this uh, uh, region. I don't know if that's a topic uh, yeah. in, we're going to talk about in a minute, but um, I got Bama here. I just think they're, as you said, Brandon Miller, one of the best players in the uh, in the country, and just really great defensive team, probably the best defensive team in in the nation. So I'm going with Bama here. I think they'll make the uh, I think they'll make the final four. Eric, I got Arizona coming out of it. Um, I don't know, just obviously three point shooting teams. If you're hot, you're pretty much going as far as you can, but you have that one slump and. I just think we haven't seen it from Bama, so I'm kind of hoping it happens, to be honest with you, coming from the SEC. But, you know, um, this is one that I had trouble with because I threw Baylor in there, I threw Creighton, but um, Arizona's got the two bigs, and I'm I'm rolling with them. Yeah, I, I got Bama as well. I think there are a couple sleepers. One sleeper I'm looking at is Baylor. I think their guards are some of the best in the nation, uh, headlined by Keontae George. Um, I've seen him play quite a bit, and I like what he does on the floor. The, the hiccup in the Big 12 tournament, I mean, Big 12, we've mentioned how big of a gauntlet that is to w- come out of there uh, as champions. But Baylor's kind of my sleeper team in the South region, Tanner. Yeah, mine, I mentioned I had them making the Elite Eight come out of the, the bottom side of this bracket. You had actually mentioned them, Eric, real quick. I got Creighton here. This was a team that I was very high on preseason. They had a high preseason ranking. Got off to a, a, a real nice start, um, racking up a couple quality wins. I know uh, one was against Arkansas. Um, and then they kind of went on a hit a tough stretch. They lost to Nebraska in that in-state matchup. I think they lost to Arizona in there. They lost six straight coming out of the uh, – coming out of the early season tournaments and that kind of knocked them out of the rankings and they never quite got back to it. I know they had a rough showing in the big East tournament. They kind of got smoked by Xavier. Um, but Creighton is a team that I think has a lot of talent. Uh, Ryan Nemhard, their, their, yeah. guard, you know, their best guard, Arthur Kaluma on, on the wing. I like this team a lot. I think they have a chance to, uh, to make some noise. And I mentioned the Missouri taking out Arizona pick I had earlier. I think that just makes it an even easier road for, for Creighton. So I think I, I got the Blue Jays here. I got them making the Elite Eight. Eric? I like it. I had that originally, and I talked myself out of it. But, yeah, Arkansas played Creighton. Creighton was a great team. Some say that we broke Creighton because as soon as they beat us, they lost, lost six in a row. So, you know, the potential's there. Um but yeah, I think you can't really go wrong with Bama, Arizona, and even a few other teams to throw in there. Yeah. Moving on to the East bracket, we have Purdue as the number one seed. What are some matchups uh, we are looking forward to, Eric? Oh, man. Um, biggest one for me is Memphis FAU, just because I think either one of those teams is going to give Purdue some some hell. Um Obviously, Memphis last year, you know, almost beat Gonzaga. Um, and I think arguably their team got better this year. So 
Um, that's one that I'm looking forward to just for the future matchups. And I think one that, you know, every single person has circled is probably Duke and Oral Roberts. Um, I think a lot of people either have Oral Roberts winning, you know, and going to the sweet 16 or they have Duke winning and then Duke potentially going to their final four. So, (laughs) I mean, you know, Oral Roberts has Ace Miss who almost hit a buzzer beater to win, um, in the sweet 16 versus Arkansas two years ago. They got Vanover, who used to be at Arkansas, who's, I think, averaging like 13 and 9 for them. So, you know, they have a lot of guys that have been to the tournament before, but golly, they got a horrible matchup. I mean, Duke is just on a hot streak right now. So um, those are two that I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, and I think they both play on Thursday, so don't have to wait for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really frustrated for Oral Roberts. Everything you said, Eric. I mean, I, like you, you said, you had uh, you had Charleston circle. Yeah, a lot of people did. Had Oral Roberts circled. Like, wow, this team's really going to make some noise. I'm I'm really looking to forward to this. And then they draw the hottest team in college basketball. Yeah, right. And so so now we're we're looking at this matchup here, wondering like how on earth did this happen? I personally think the best 12 seed and the best five seed happened to play each other, which is really annoying. Um, uh, Memphis, Ford Atlantic, I. I think what you had said, Eric, with Oral Roberts and Duke, I also have with this Memphis Ford Atlantic. A lot of people, I think, are going to look at Memphis. They won the American. They yeah. played a, a Houston team, granted, without Mark Sasser. He had come off the injury in the uh, semifinal. But they, they saw them handle business against Houston. They might think this is uh, this is a walk in the park for Memphis. This FAU team is really damn good. 31 wins tied with Charleston for the most in the field. FAU is really damn good, but if Memphis beats them, as you said, I like Memphis's chances against Purdue and to even go further than that. Um, so that's going to be a big one. I'm going to go down to, to the bottom of the bracket. Give me USC and Michigan State. I'm very intrigued by this matchup. Uh, there's a stat out there that like the Big Ten, as bad as they have been in recent memory in March Madness, in that 7-10 matchup, because – they usually have a decent yeah. pack in the middle of the bracket. You know, in that seven ten matchup, the Big Ten has been like absolute money. They don't lose it. You know, I've yeah. been there a lot, which is weird. But look, looking at the actual matchup, I kind of like USC here. I think USC is a team that's been overlooked out west. A lot of people talking about UCLA, talking about um, Arizona. I think USC is a pretty good team. I like them to beat Michigan State, but I think this should be a good one on the bottom of the bracket there. Yeah, that, that those are all great matchups. Y'all kind of took my answers with uh, Memphis, Florida Atlantic, and Oral Roberts Duke. So I'm gonna go to that next round, and I got Purdue Memphis. Um, I personally think Purdue's very overrated. I think if Zach Eady wasn't on that team, they'd be middle tier of the Big Ten. I like that matchup. I like this Kentucky Kansas State. I think Kansas State is mad underrated this year. Um, when again, this can be a common theme throughout the tournament. The gauntlet of the Big 12 uh, performed well, finished with a record of 23-9. Um, I, li- I like what they've done all season. So that UK-Kansas State game is going to be a fun one to watch. So those are kind of my second round matchups I'm looking at. going to be a lot of fun. Do y'all have any more uh, matchups y'all are looking out for and possibly upsets? Eric, no, no, big, no big upsets from my end. Um, well, I say that. Other than, obviously, the Memphis-Purdue, which I think is a pretty popular pick. Um, another one that kind of catches my eye, honestly, is this Michigan State-Marquette game. Um, if Michigan State makes it out, of course. I just don't know a lot about USC being in the West 
coast games and I don't stay up that late. So, uh, <laughs> but no, Michigan state, I mean, they're third in three point percentage and you just never know what Izzo's is going to do with the team in March. So, I mean, if they get hot, win that first round, come to Marquette, Marquette does not have a great defense. I mean, I think the last two times I played St. John's, which, you know, RIP Mike Anderson from Arkansas and St. John's, but I mean, they barely beat them twice and that was not a very good St. John's team. So, um, you know, they've, they've had great games with um, the big East and Xavier and Providence and everyone like that. And it just, obviously it takes one team to get hot. So I actually have Michigan state over Marquette um, as well as Memphis over Purdue. So those are my two big, big matchups, you know, coming from there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to make it a clean sweep here. I also have Memphis over Purdue. When you're so reliant on, as you said, Sam, Zach Eady, he is what, one, what, picks up a second foul with 16 left in the first half and Purdue's in the shitter, right? Yeah. How how do you play against the athleticism, the speed of (laughs) Memphis without your best player on the floor? And I think they're really going to struggle. I don't know why Big Ten teams do not press Purdue. (laughs) <laughs> until they're down like 12 with like yep. five minutes left yeah. in the game. Then you got to then you got to press, press, press. And oh my God, you're back in the game because Purdue cannot break a press to save their life. Well, guess what? Guess who's not afraid to press? Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers. <laughs> yep. Get in your face. They are crazy athletic. They are crazy fast. I, I think this is a matchup, uh, a matchup nightmare for Purdue. But again, don't uh, don't sleep on Florida Atlantic because they can come out of that. And I also think Florida Atlantic would uh, would give Purdue a run for their money as well. Yeah, um, another one I personally am looking at. I do have Oral over Duke. Um, I think Sam, uh, um, can you think of a team maybe last year that was a five seed that was one of the hottest teams in the tournament that won their conference th- that won their conference tournament and uh, was a like it was a trendy pick to go to the go to the final four? Uh, no, I uh, I don't want to remember. Yeah, I don't either. But yeah, I'd, I'd black it out of my mind too. <laughs> Duke is the Iowa of this year. They're the hottest team in college basketball, but here come Oral Roberts. They're going to win that game over Duke. And then I actually having them have them beating Tennessee as well, going into the Sweet 16. Tennessee losing their point guard. That is a huge, huge loss uh, for the Volunteers. So I've got I've got Ace Smith. I've got uh, he can score the basketball like nobody else in in this uh, in the bracket so i've got i've got uh, oral roberts going to the sweet 16 so those will be my yeah, sets that... which set up a sets up a memphis oral roberts sweet 16 matchup oh my that god that's something yes. that is something tanner you're talking about so this. you kind of mentioned uh, your big upset and kind of dark horse eric who's your dark horse for the east oh goodness i mean I think I think the Oral Roberts pick is a great one. I think if Memphis does make it past in their first two, I think Memphis could honestly kill Oral Roberts. I mean, just the athleticism alone, I think they could do it. So that's one team. If and depending on who they match up with and potentially the Elite Eight, I mean, you're looking at a Memphis in the Final Four, which you know I'd be pretty excited to see. Yeah, I like that Memphis pick. Uh, for me. Um, I also, I, that's why I like it. Cause I also had Memphis, <laughs> I, every, everything you said, um, potential of Duke being upset in that first round kind of makes it a little easier. I just got worried about that Purdue in uh matchup in the second round. So Memphis is also my kind of dark horse. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just mentioned how I had him in my Elite Eight. So, I mean, I definitely co-signed that. Another team, you mentioned Sam Kansas State. That Marquette-Kansas State matchup in the Sweet 16, one I debated a lot. Um, I I personally do like this Marquette team. You mentioned they had some struggles on defense. That is of uh, an area of concern. I am going to lean Marquette in this matchup by an ever-so-slight margin. But this Kansas State-Marquette one was one I thought about for a very long time. So don't sleep if Kansas State goes on a little bit of a run here, a team that's not getting as much light as some of the others in, in, yeah. the, uh, in the region. Yeah, and finally, you know where I'm going with this. Tanner, who do you got coming out of the East? Well, my Elite Eight matchup my of Marquette versus Memphis. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Golden Eagles. I, I know it's a little gross to trust Marquette. I, you know, it, it's one of those things. But I, I I like the way they were looking in the uh, in the Big East tournament. Kind of gave Xavier the business. Kind of handled things. wasn't really all that close a game. Um, I, I'm gonna roll with Shaka Smart getting to back to the Final Four. There you go. The first time. The mid major king. Mid major king, baby. <laughs> yep. Eric, who do you have coming out of these? I mean, as as unconfident as I am with you know the Duke or Roberts, I think if they if Duke wins that first game, I I think they're making it out. I think that's the role they need, and they're probably facing a Tennessee team that's missing their starting point guard with an ACL, and I think they clean it up after that. So I got Duke coming out. Yep, I also have Duke, um, but a lot of craziness can happen in this bracket for sure. Hey, Sam, uh, before I move on, I got one question for, for the group here. I want to take a look at this 6-11 matchup, Kentucky-Providence. Yeah. If Providence wins this game, is John Calipari chased out of Lexington with pitchforks and burning uh, torches? I'll let, I'll let the SEC fan answer this one first. They ended on a little bit of a hotter streak than I think people gave them credit for. Um, my my biggest yeah, thing is who who do who do they go after? Who I guess is you know right. I mean you gave them one chip, Mike Anderson. <laughs> I mean <laughs> they get they get countless you know top ten recruiting classes, and I think he just hasn't really touched into that transfer portal yet, but. I think I personally think he's on the hot seat just because Kentucky fans are insane and they, they are can't. insane. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like the AD might want to keep him, but he's going to be forced to vacate the state from fans that are yeah like, yeah the, the mob that's that's chasing him out. But. Yeah, I I think just with what Kentucky has done in the past ten years, it's hard not to say he's not on the hot seat. But I think, like Eric said. Who else are they getting grabbed? And I think if they lose this game, it's their they have they will have not won a March Madness game since 2019. Wow, 2019 was their last March Madness. And game. it's it's not like they haven't had the talent either. That's that's for yeah. Sure. They were a two seed last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, the Peacocks, <laughs> legends. All right. Moving on to the Midwest, we have Houston as the number one seed. A lot of good matchups in this one. I think this is another one that can be turned into craziness. Tanner, Iowa got a tough draw here against Auburn. What are your thoughts on that matchup? Oh, man. I tell you what, two completely contrasting play styles, so that could be interesting. Like, <laughs> if, if the game is played at Iowa's pace, there's a good chance they win this game. Auburn 
doesn't really score at the pace that Iowa does. Yeah. Well, Iowa has, there has been a big drop off in their scoring and their efficiency when they're not at home. <laughs> Guess where this game is two hours away from freaking Auburn's campus when Iowa is the higher seat. But um, yeah, it, it's all about, it's all about imposing their will, right? If Auburn's able to slow the game down, play, a, play defense in the half court, great defensive team, great perimeter defensive team iowa doesn't shoot the ball well on the yeah. road so if their defense is able to take care play at a slower pace limit iowa's three-point attempts and force them to shoot as they have been when they've been on the road i think auburn kind of takes takes this game by the horns and, and, and wins this semi-comfortably but again if i was able to speed them up get in transition Maybe Iowa can come out with come out with the the victory here. I don't have it. I, I just personally, I, I just always. Excuse my friend, just Fran fucking McCaffrey in the, uh, in the in the goddamn tournament. But just a little bit of a personal hedge with good old Auburn. But I do think Auburn will win. But it's 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 definitely an interesting game just because of the completely different teams. Completely yeah, different. Absolutely, Eric. As an SEC fan. Give us some hope, something we needed a little bit. Well, first off, when they're coming out with the bracket and I saw Iowa at an eight and I was like, this is probably going to be an SEC team. And I saw that A come across as a nine. I thought there is no way this is going to be Arkansas, right? <laughs> I, mean, I will say I'd rather play Auburn than Arkansas. So I mean, you know, Auburn's crazy athletic. They're crazy quick. Um they they got pretty much one guy who's either going to drop thirty or he's going to have the worst game in you know ever in their point guard, which I can't think of his name right now. But um, I mean Iowa, you just never know. You, they could score crazy one hundred and sixteen in an OT like they did versus Michigan State, or you know they could lose to somebody by twenty. You know it's just and that's the same with Auburn. Auburn went on a little bit of a hot streak and then lost like four in a row, and you know. You just you never know what you're going to get with Auburn, which we're up by 15 and we're extremely inconsistent. So I have Iowa winning that game just because you know Arkansas is a a 50-50 toss up on how good we are, and we beat them. So I could I could see Iowa winning that one. Yeah, yeah just to throw some more color in there for the group, it's, we talk about this all the time, and I just really wanted to hammer this home just the inconsistency. <laughs> Iowa scoring 116 <laughs> against Michigan State and beating. Uh, going into Bloomington and Assembly Hall and beating Indiana by 22 on the road after Indiana beat Purdue, but then going two and six against the bottom four teams in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the Iowa way, and baby. with all of that, all we had to do was beat Nebraska at home, and we would have been the two seed in the Big Ten. Not that it would have mattered, but... Not that it would have mattered. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously Iowa-Auburn being Iowa fans is a matchup uh, we're looking at, but... Eric, who are some of the matchups you're looking forward to in this region? Man, one that is like one of my favorites in the entire bracket is Texas A&M Penn State. Um, A&M got absolutely screwed at a seven seed. Just the fact that, I mean, as the finishing two in the SEC, you got Tennessee who's a four, Kentucky a six. I mean, I personally think that's outrageous. But, um, you know, Penn State made a hell of a run in the Big Ten tournament. I mean, they're the oldest team in the tournament. They shoot the three well, which, you know, A&M is a team that packs the paint. And they're a team that's like, you know what, if you want to shoot over us, shoot over us, but may fall right into the hands of Penn State. So um, that's a game that I'm looking forward to. I have Penn State in that one. Um, another one that I kind of had circled pre-bracket was like, I'm picking them regardless, is Kent State. Um, early in the year, they 
had a freaking haymaker game with Houston. It was like 48 to 45 or something like that. So, you know, they kind of changed the way people play. And I think they have a good chance to do that against Indiana. I mean, they have, you know, that one guy, what's it, Tracy Jackson or whatever his name is. I mean, I feel like if they can throw him off, I mean, Kent, Kent State has a great chance to win that game as well. Yeah, I like that pick. Tanner, who are you looking at here? I love everything that Eric just said. I mean, I completely agree. Had the circle, Texas A&M got screwed. I would Everything you said, number two seed in the, in the SEC. They go to the conference championship game. They win every game they're supposed to, and they lose to the number one overall seed, and they get a seven. Yeah. Uh, I don't really understand that at all. You, everything you said about Penn State, I agree. I like Penn State in this game. I like Jalen Pickett a lot. I think he's the best player. He's going to be the best player on the floor on this game. I think he was uh, NCAA All Second Team. Uh, this dude can absolutely score the basketball for for Penn State. Totally agree on Kent State. Again, we're on the same wavelength here. Had them circled as well. I got the Golden Flashes in that game as well over the Hoosiers. I also have the Bulldogs representing the Hawkeye State a little bit. I think they'll be able to beat Miami. Um, Miami's an interesting team to me. At times, they've looked really good. At times, I mean, we talk about inconsistency all the time, blowing a 25-point lead at home Florida State. Um, you know, one of, one of the worst teams in the ACC. So uh, the inconsistency of Miami and, and the – the twelve five, we all know how that goes. So again, another one where I've got I've got Drake over Miami, I've got Kent State over Indiana, and I got the Bulldogs making a trip to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I, I like I like that pick a lot. Um, some of the other matchups, uh, kind of looking uh, forward into attorney. I mean, how can you not love the potential of A and M versus Texas Battle of Texas right there in Des Moines? Even better. Um, but a lot of good games. Um, some of the upsets I'm looking at, I love that Drake over Miami. I like, I don't care who wins. I know this game's about to start. Mississippi State or Pitt, I would not be shocked if we see either of them upset Iowa State. Um, Iowa State, very defense heavy, don't really have a go to guy. Kausher has kind of filled that role in the Big 12 tourney, but. Definitely lean more towards uh, the defensive side of things. And then A&M over Texas. I like that, too. It's just like everything y'all have said, they got screwed. They should be higher than a seven seed. And they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder. uh, And what better to do it over your in-state rival, Texas? Yeah, I, to- I totally agree on the Mississippi State Pitt game. Um, I in in that game, I lean Pitt, and I have them beating Iowa State as well. However, if Mississippi State wins, I like them over Iowa State more than I like Pitt <laughs> over Iowa go. State because you me- you mentioned Iowa State. Not they don't really score a lot. They're kind of like a kind of like a muck it up kind of, kind of yeah. team. They love to get in these low scoring. Mississippi State does that. Possibly the best in the country. Of just <laughs> low scoring, just scrappy, yeah. get stops and not score a lot of points. So I think Mississippi State is very comfortable playing that style of game. And yeah. it's a game they've won over and over and over again. So I like Mississippi State even more than Pitt. But either way, I also have both of them moving on. And then I have them moving on over Xavier as well. I've got them over the Musketeers giving this winner of the, the game about to start the Mississippi state Pittsburgh game going to the sweet 16. I mean, that's a trend we've seen. Um, we've seen one of the playing teams, one of those 11 seeds seems to go to the sweet 16 almost 
every year. And yeah. then we had UCLA go to the final four that went, I believe Syracuse went to the final yeah. four as a play-in team as well. Um, so it's a trend we, we see often. So I'm rolling with it this year. Yeah. Eric, do you have any more upsets, matchups you're looking uh, throughout the uh, Midwest past the first round? No, no, uh, no more upsets. Pretty, uh, pretty standard going forward. I got Houston um, beating Iowa in that next game. Hopefully, Sassler's back. Um, you know, that's that's one that uh, one that concerns me in the injury in the injury department, just because a, a spring groin is one that you make one wrong move again and it gets tweaked, and I mean, you're you're pretty much out. So, um, don't be surprised if they sit him for that first game, and then um, you know, if it's just a bloodbath between Iowa and Auburn and sloppy. Um, they could still the sweet 16, but um, if Iowa or Auburn just kind of winningly, you know, by 20 or something like that, then he may come back sooner than they'd like. But um, other than that, after that first round of Kent state and possibly Drake winning, I don't have any other crazy upsets from here on out. Yeah. Uh, do you, so a lot of, kind of chalky uh and potential upsets across the uh, midwest a lot of good matchups a lot of potential upsets do you, who's y'all's dark horse coming out of the midwest eric you could go ahead with this one i do have iowa state making the sweet 16 um honestly not for any particular reason just like you said mississippi state is just one of those teams that can just be so, so bad. I mean, they're the worst in the entire D1 and three-point percentage. So, I mean, it can't get any worse than that. So that's a tough one for me to pick them over. And then Xavier is just – you never know with Big East teams. I mean, they could come out and beat them by 20 or, you know, they could get beat by 20. But Iowa State forcing like 17 turnovers a game is a huge like plus, you know, so – um, I got Iowa State facing Texas in the Sweet 16, and then Texas winning that one out. Yeah, I also have that matchup. Uh, I've watched a lot of Iowa State uh, this year. But, and like everyone says, defense travels, and Iowa State is really good at defense. So I, I like that as well, uh, Iowa State in the Sweet 16. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm going to go with two teams, a game we've t- – they play each other, and it's a game we talked about a lot, and it's going to be the winner of this Texas A&M-Penn State game. We, we, both, we saw what these teams were able to do when they got some momentum at their back in their conference tournaments, right? I mean, Texas A&M literally only losing to the number one seed in the entire bracket, and, uh, and Penn State losing to a – losing by two – to a team with a 7-4 guy who had like 33 or 35 or something that game. Right? So, so these teams can play. Again, I really like Jalen Pickett as a, as a player. I think he can, he's a type of player to put a team on their back. And I think if, if Penn State were to go, it would be on the back of him. So, so I, I think Penn State's got the star power. I think Texas A&M is a damn good basketball team and one that can get hot. So the winner of that, uh, I, I think, can make a run. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, so we kind of talked about matchups we're looking forward to, upset picks, dark horses. Who do we have coming out of the Midwest? Eric, you could kick us off here. I got Texas coming out. Um, I just think Big 12, like you've been saying, the gauntlet's crazy. Um, I mean, if, if they can get Timmy Allen fully healthy back again, um, their team's just really complete. They're just so unselfish. I will say the one matchup at the very beginning scares me with Colgate. That number one 
overall three point shooting team in the nation is a little scary. Um, but just, I think pure athleticism, I think the second half Texas blows that out of the water. So I got Texas and Houston in the elite eight. I think Texas kills the dreams of, of Houston winning a championship in their city. Um, but yeah, I got Texas. Exact same. I also have Texas. I have them beating Houston in the elite eight. Houston was a team that I, I was pretty certain I was going to have them go to the final four and may even win the whole damn thing until Marcus Sasser got injured. As yeah. you mentioned yeah. that groin injury, that soft tissue, man, it is so, so hard to get over. Um, not to mention just it's in an unfortunate place. And it's a, a, a groin <laughs> is a muscle you use a lot on the basketball court. And uh, even if he comes back and he's not at a hundred percent, that is a huge, huge hit to Houston. Yeah. And, Everything you said about tax, Texas, so athletic. I mean, Marcus Carr, um, we saw him all the way when he was back in Minnesota yeah. um, putting up numbers, and now that he's gone to Texas, has continued the same as a high-quality player. And the depth, they, they are so deep. That Texas team, I think they're the second deepest team in the nation, of course, yeah. behind Alabama, who happens to be the number one seed. But, yeah, I like this Texas team a lot in their, I think, two of their last – two of their last like five games they played Kansas and they beat them by 16 and 20 uh, in those two games. So right in the hot hand, real deep team, real athletic. I'm, I'm going Texas here. Well, all of us have the same elite eight and all of us have Texas coming out. I think uh, you nailed it, Tanner Houston West. I mean, we saw him without Sasser. Uh, and even if he does come back, it's going to be tough. Uh, beating that texas team so i also have texas and on to the final region the west kansas is the number one seed and eric's razorbacks at the eight seed taking on illinois eric talk to us about this matchup i mean this is my team. This is my ride or dies, but good Lord, every single thing I've listened to, read, talked to people, it is a coin flip. It sounds like Illinois is the exact same team as us. They'll either play the best game ever or they'll just absolutely fall apart. So Arkansas loves to go up by about 15 in the first half, and then they just decide to throw out their game plan and play a whole different ball game in the second half. So I obviously have the Hogs. I mean, we got two lottery picks. We got Jordan Walsh, who is a burger boy, uh, McDonald's All-American. Um, you got Ricky, who – Ricky Council scoring about 15 a game. You know, there's just so much athleticism, and at the end of the day, you know, it's still a young team, but I I think they'll figure it out. Must knows how to win in March, as we've seen with – oh, you know, back-to-back <clears throat> lead dates. Um, but you – know, <laughs> Subtle flags. I see how it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got I got the hogs over Illinois, even though pretty much I think everyone in the country agrees with this eight nine. It's it's a fifty fifty coin flip if you don't have any ties to the teams or you just don't know. So yeah, dude, this region. Oh, dude, death row. Cross out, the, cross out, cross out the records <laughs> and just look at the talent. I think there are six teams on in this region that have the talent to win a national championship. Yeah, it's Kansas crazy. can. Kansas has the talent. Arkansas has the talent. Illinois has the talent. UConn has the talent. Gonzaga has the talent. And UCLA has the talent. There yeah. are six teams that if you throw away everything, just look at the pound for pound 
talent on their team, there are six teams that can win a national yeah. championship. And preseason, if you told me one of those six teams won a national championship, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. And this is an absolute gauntlet. Absolute <laughs> <Yeah>. gauntlet. <laughs> totally agree on the the Arkansas Illinois game. Just two, two the exact same team. So much talent preseason. High expectations, injury issues, underperformance issues, all of the above. Um, I also have Arkansas in this game, partially because I just really hate Illinois. <laughs> really hate Illinois. Um, I'll take it. But also a coin flip, another another one where similar to the to the Memphis FAU game, the winner of this against Kansas can can cause maybe some some upset alert, um, but. That that I mean I I don't know what else to say other than that game is just like must see yeah must see and and we get to see it we get to see it in person <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yeah uh, I'm a little uh, I'm a little jealous of that I mean even to talk more about just how much of a death row just I mean you if you're looking at Ken Palm there are four teams in the top eight I think and there's five in the top eleven which is just you got UCLA. I mean, you got this is Hags, UConn. I'm pretty sure uh, St. Mary's is in the top ten. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just unreal. Gonzaga yeah. at three is is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is by far the toughest yeah, region. Um, just a brief comment on uh, the Arkansas Illinois game. Like you said, a lot of the injuries. I I think Arkansas has the talent to win it. Uh, or at least make it to the Final Four. Uh, they have Anthony Black, a lottery pick, Nick Smith Jr., who is one of the best players in the entire bracket. He just f- makes stupid freshman mistakes, but he can get a bucket when need be. But a lot of good matchups, a lot of crazy matchups. Anything can happen in this region. So let's dive right into it. Eric, what, what are some matchups uh, you're looking forward to? Obviously, already mentioned that Arkansas-Illinois game. I think everybody is looking forward to that. But you got any more uh, in first round and beyond? Yeah. Um, a big one that I actually love is this UNC or UCLA-UNC Asheville. That is a game that I think a lot of people are sleeping on just because it is a 2-15. and 15. Um, But UNC Asheville, they shoot the ball super well. Um, their leading scorer is a Tennessee transfer um, who played exceptionally well at Tennessee and is now absolutely balling for them. So UCLA is a little hurt. Um, obviously, that two fifteen matchup, no one expects. And if there's a team to do it, that's the one that um, I'm rolling with. So I actually have UCLA hopping out that first round. Um, another upset that I like is the VCU St. Mary's, just that 12-5. There's always, I feel like, got to be one every single year. So that's another one that I've that I've grabbed. Okay. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, in in the first round um, in this region, I, I I personally have it a little bit chalky. Don't have a ton of yeah. upsets in the first round. That UCLA one is interesting. I UCLA was an, an, another team of mine, similar to Houston, where I was like, I'm pretty confident I'm going to have this team going to the Final Four. Jalen Clark goes down. Yeah. Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year goes down. Their best defender. That really hurts. Um, basically took them out of, uh, especially in the difficulty of this region. Uh, so UNC Asheville, I could totally see that one happening. Um, I mentioned it before, mentioned it before. I am going to hop on the must bus and they are going to take out Kansas in the next round because Sam and Eric, fun fact of the day, 
the last four, the last four defending champions have been eliminated in the round of 32. Last wow. year it was Baylor to UNC. The year before that, there was no reigning champion. The year yeah. before that, there was no tournament. The year before that, uh, I, I think it was it was Villanova. The year before yeah. that, UNC. The year before that, Villanova. So wow. the defending champion for four years in a row has gone out in the round of 32. I think this year will be no different. I mean, everything I mentioned, so talented. Definitely had a year that probably they would have expected more, but the talent is still there. Multiple lottery picks. Must, I mean, Mr. March, right? So I've got, I've got, the, I've got the pigs going to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I, I, I also have that. I think, honestly, all the matchups, Arkansas, Arkansas, Illinois is a matchup I'm really looking forward to. Kansas versus Arkansas, a repeat of the bowl game. So that'll be fun. And then Arkansas-UConn is going to be another great matchup. That is a gauntlet for Arkansas. It's I'm really – we're going to uh, find out a lot about this Arkansas team uh, just after the first matchup. By the way, I said it after the bowl game, by the way. Arkansas won that bowl game. If Arkansas <laughs> beats Kansas in, in this round of 32 matchup, you now have to call that state Kinsaw. It is now Kinsaw. <laughs> A hundred percent. Arkansas and Kinsaw. Because they're yeah. two and oh. They're two and oh in the in postseason against you now. So it's yeah. now Kinsaw. I mean yeah. with that along yeah. with that first matchup being what people are calling the Beal Bowl, you got Bert better Bert. be there. Bert better yeah. be there. And, and it's in Des Moines. Yeah, I mean, my dude has a tiger hawk tattoo. <laughs> yeah, Bert it's, here. It's a he's got it all. Bert here. He's got it all going. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's got to be a transfer on Arkansas, or Illinois, from yeah. Wisconsin. I'm sure. I'm sure the importer brought in a. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, lot of good matchups at that top half. Do y'all have any more uh, matchups y'all are looking at potential upsets? Um, I mean, I guess. Technically, it's an upset, but um, the the two three at the bottom of the bracket between Gonzaga and UCLA. I mentioned, as you did, Eric, as well, the injuries to UCLA, how much that hurts. I actually have Gonzaga in this game because, I mean, I for the first time in how long, Mark Few and the and the Bulldogs have no expectations yep. whatsoever, and to me, that's a scary sight. <laughs> um, I do have them going into the Elite Eight because, of course, I feel like. This will be the year where you're actually impressed by Gonzaga when there's yeah. no expectations. So um, I've, I've got the Bulldogs beating UCLA. But other than that, like I said, kind of on the chalkier side for me, um, other than other than some of the ones I mentioned. Yeah. Eric, you got any uh, any upsets further on going into that Elite Eight Final Four? Um I'm with you. I got I got Zags again. There's just there's no number one overall seed. There's not like any crazy to my knowledge lottery picks that I know about that they got like Chet, who's you know he's a one and done. We got to get him a ship or you know there's chilling at that three seed. I think um, I think they could make it out of the first the first two rounds pretty pretty easily. Um, TCU will be tough, but I think once they make it out of that, I think they path um and they could even make a final four and go on further but um i actually have unc Asheville making the first two rounds to play gonzaga and i think if that happens um the zags are sitting pretty so you got timmy in his last year he's he's ready to win a ship yeah i i like gonzaga going far i have them i uh, actually moving on to final four 
but one of my uh, upset picks, I got Northwestern uh, taking down UCLA. We already mentioned uh, them losing the Pac-12 uh, Defense Player of the Year. Northwestern uh, played backcourt. really well. Backcourt, unbelievable backcourt. Uh, kind of dominated the Big Ten this year. I like Northwestern uh, eking out a win over UCLA and then dropping one to Gonzaga. I've mentioned I have uh, Gonzaga in the final four. Who do y'all have coming out of the West? I also have Gonzaga um, coming out. I got Arkansas making their third straight Elite Eight. I think if they can get past that first hump, um, maybe keep, you know get Kansas slipping a little bit. If they're playing their best ball, I really don't think anyone can beat them. But I think if they were to make it to the Elite Eight, I think Gonzaga gets their revenge from last year um, and the Zags push through. Yeah, I actually have UConn winning this winning this region. This is a team I like a lot. I know uh, there's some pretty uh, some public love out there for for UConn. I like Dan Hurley a lot uh, as a coach. This team is crazy talented. What they started off like 15 and 0. Um, again, ran into a little bit of a rough stretch directly after it. I think they lost like six straight, uh, similar to Creighton, honestly. But with one rough stretch and then starting off hot, rough stretch, then kind of coasting out the rest of the season i i like uconn um two of my four final four out of the big east liking the big east this year but i i got the huskies and dan hurley winning the winning the south or the west excuse me yeah that i i've uconn going to elite eight um but who we kind of mentioned are the uh final four who are kind of the dark horses that um not a lot of people are giving the credit to eric go ahead Obviously, being a hog fan, um, I think a lot of people, you know, they're looking at the record, picks, but just it's a team that hasn't been put together. So, again, they could they could lose first round, or I truly wouldn't be surprised if if it's a Final Four team. I mean, with that much talent, you get a bunch of nineteen year olds that start treating it like an AAU games, and it's just AAU tournament, and it's just you know, let's go out there have some fun at ball. I mean, you just never know what what's going to happen. So. Um, I like I like them. I, I think the UConn pick is a great one too. I mean, I'm pretty sure early in the year they were once like the number one overall team, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, they obviously know how to win. Um, I like that pick as well, make it to the final four. There. I tell you what, a sleeper team here is one that was I think we, we mentioned only very briefly. I personally don't have them going far, but I think that's just a testament to the depth of this region and yeah. not necessarily this team. Yeah. Uh, they did lose a, a big piece to their team, but I still think this is a damn good basketball team. I'm going to go with TCU. This is this is a good basketball team. They, I mean, in round one, or I think I'm having round two because they had the bye, but their first game in the Big 12 uh, tournament, they played Kansas State, a team that we gave some love to previously, and beat them. They, then they went on to play Texas. I think they gave them a, a, a little bit of a run for the money, beat them earlier in the season. Uh, again, we, we talk about strength of conference, right? The, the battle tested. They're battle tested yeah. because they play in the toughest conference. But I, I like TCU a lot. However, Eddie Lampkin, their senior, was, a, I mean, a big part of this team. And I honestly had TCU beating Gonzaga um, until wow. I heard about Eddie, <laughs> yeah. Eddie Lampkin news because I feel like he would absolutely I – mean, about a person of his size and skill, I think he would kind of dominate uh, Drew Timmy in, in, in the post. Yeah. It'd be a huge advantage for the Horn Frogs. But him not playing is, is going to hurt. So I flipped that to Gonzaga. But I, I would not be surprised if this TCU team makes yeah. a run. 
yeah, that's also one I have uh, kind of circled. But I mean, how can you not go with UConn or Arkansas? Uh, kind of start out the season with high expectations, didn't really live up to them, but still incredible teams. So we have broke down all the matchups we like, potential upsets, dark horses, all that jazz. Eric, let me know what your final four matchups are, who you got moving on and winning the whole thing. Well, uh, like I said before this, this is the least confident I've ever, ever been when making a bracket. Normally by Tuesday night, Wednesday night, I'm like, you know what? This might be it. This might be it. But there's just, there's just so many teams that have potential matchups that are scary. Um, But yeah, I got, I have Arizona, um, Duke, I got Texas and Gonzaga. Um, again, I think if Duke beats Oral Roberts, I, I think they're a clear cut. I think they can do it. Um, I said earlier, Arizona's got two bigs that are just dominant, and I just love that. Um, Texas Athletic and the Zags might finally make a Final Four. Um, but, yeah, from uh, from there I got Duke and Texas in my final game. So, And who you got winning it all? Who's cutting down the nets? As much as I uh, I hate to say it, I got oh. Texas. I got. Oh, I, got gross. I know. Between Duke, Duke and Texas, and you start off as much as I hate to say it. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to say either of them. Yeah, that's true. That well, I no UNC's. We're, we're about to get flamed by all your buddies. I hope you know. That. <laughs> it's just you know they're they're a little bit older team. They're like you were saying, Tanner earlier. They're so deep. I think they run nine or ten guys. I mean, they just. Athletic, crazy, and with Houston missing their top guy, I, I think the field's open for him to take it. So, yeah, that's my final four, and I got I got UT taking it all. Tanner? That's a sharp pick. My final four is Alabama, Marquette, Texas, and UConn. Uh, so in that in that first final four matchup, Alabama-Marquette, Marquette is far and away the – like. The least confident I am of any of my choices. I kind of backed into this one. Uh, the carnage I have going on at the top of the bracket kind of led to a path for Marquette. So I'm going to go Alabama here. Um, we talked about that. They're number one of those, right? Not, not much more needs to be said about them. Uh, on the other side, I have Texas and UConn. Everything Eric just said, give me Texas in that. So I got an Alabama and Texas national championship game. I, I went back and forth multiple, multiple times. You know, choosing number one overall seed. Number one overall seed hasn't won since 2013, but they didn't because it was redacted. So it hasn't even won <laughs> since before that, right? So, so it's kind of hard to pick, you know, hard to go with Alabama. Trouble going Texas. I'm, I'm glad I came to the decision I did because you went with Texas. I ultimately came to the decision. I am going to go with Alabama. They are the number one overall seed. And, uh, yeah, I think na- national player of the year contender. Yeah. Uh, and, they got shooters. I mean, you can't they deny it. They got shooters. They got shooters. They're assist men. Assist men. Sorry. Sorry. Assist They're a really dangerous team. That's they awesome. are. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm kind of the same way. I got Alabama facing off against Duke, and that is my final four team I am the least confident in because in some of my brackets, I have them losing first round. And then this one, I have them in the final four. And then on the other side, I have Texas Gonzaga. I got Texas coming out of there. And, of course, I have Duke. And then so I got Duke versus Texas in the natty, and I have Duke winning it all, which I am 
very, very nervous about due to Duke's uh, record in the March Madness recently. But that's I got the Blue Devils cutting down the nets. Hey, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I had I have Duke and a few of mine, but yeah, that that first that first matchup is going to be a little scary. Yeah, hottest team in college basketball, man. But like you said, Eric, if they get if they get past that one, I I like all the matchups uh, moving forward. Yeah. But yeah, March is here, best time of year, without doubt. We have some questions of the episode. Um, first one we have from Ryan Kearney of Roadie on the Horn podcast. If you haven't checked that one out yet, go check it out. It's everywhere you can listen to a podcast. And his question is, what is your all-time favorite round of 64 March Madness game? Eric, you can go ahead and take this one. Ooh, um, for me, it would have to be when Virginia got taken down as the number one seed. Um, not that I have any ties to, what was it? UMBC. Was that the, was that? Yeah. The, yeah. Not cause I have ties to them or ties to Virginia or I dislike Virginia, but I was actually on my senior year spring break on bourbon street. And we just okay. got there. All the boys were having fun, getting drinks. And all of a sudden we see everyone crowd around and start freaking out. So I will, for the, until I die, I will never forget where I was whenever the 16 seed took down number one. So that was an awesome moment. That's an awesome one. Yeah. I mean, how can you not it's history. say that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> being on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, uh, there's, <laughs> and that, that's a place. I tell you what, like, I, uh, I also will never forget where I was during that game because I was watching it. Uh, one of my brother's teammates was with us for their spring break. Uh, he's from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, Huge Cavalier fan. Oh, no. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> However, he was 6'11 and like 285, so we, it was very scary for a bit. But once we knew we were all safe, it was pretty fun. I'm not yeah. going to lie. What's your oh, answer? Yeah, question answer. So I'm going to throw my back a little bit, obviously. Pretty sure it's going to be an upset. Um, my favorite one is going to be – Florida Gulf Coast yeah, over Georgetown. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the first, uh, one of the first upsets that like I have ingrained in my mind yeah. in my March Madness memory, and just the way they did it, as you said, Dunk City, the the alley oops, breaking the press. They were so much fun to watch. So, so I'm gonna go with Florida Gulf Coast because not only do they pull off a crazy upset, but they did it in an awesome fashion to watch. Yeah, I mean, how can Dunk City, that that's a good memory. Um, so a couple of mines that popped up, obviously UMBC um, beating Virginia, Florida Gulf Coast. Mine is involves my champion for this year, Lehigh over Duke when Duke was a number two seed. They had an NBA star in the making, CJ McCollum, who just went absolutely bonkers. And in a recent interview, he is like, I took that game more personal than any game because uh, nobody knew who he was, let's be honest. So that that's one that I remember, kind of the first big upset I remember. Um, 
Next question from. Hey, what the, before we get there, go ahead, dude. That day when Lehigh beat Duke, little me lost half of his final four. That <laughs> Missouri lost to Norfolk State. Yeah. So I had Missouri and Duke in my final four. I lost two. On the for very real. first day, it was. Well, if you also, hey, this is a throwback for Sam. If you want to talk about when Duke lost versus Mercer, okay. if we if we remember that loss, uh, yep, that was that was yep. a good old. Uh, that was I was in computer class watching that one happen, and again, my bracket <laughs> fell apart on the spot. <laughs> yep, uh, that <laughs> little dude hitting the nene after they beat Duke. I remember that. Oh, I still love the, the Georgia Southern. Yeah, coach's son hit the game. Uh, winner, R.J. Hunter, the, 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 coach who had, the, the coach who had the broken leg falls <laughs> off of his scooter. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh that my god! Clip when his son hits a game yeah. winner, he falls off a scooter. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Those were some great answers. Last question we have comes from Eric and I's mom, Carol. Shout out, Carol. What is the worst game you have ever witnessed in March Madness? Tanner, go ahead. Um, I, for me, this was easy. This is, I think, this is a top two depressed moment, like from sports <laughs> in my life, and that is the the Oregon Iowa game. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa was a uh, number two seed in the tournament, preseason top five, uh, and just got absolutely screwed in the seeding. Oregon was one of the most underseeded teams that year. VCU had the COVID issues, so Oregon got the week one or the, the uh, round one by yeah. came in fresh and uh, a matchup nightmare, <laughs> a team that's underseated and a team that's fresh wasn't just an all around disaster. <laughs> Seemed like Oregon didn't miss. That was the best team Iowa had since the 1980s. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I remember we watched it in our old apartment and I remember just laying on our couch, like face down. Like my face wasn't even to the side. Like, you know, when you, my face was literally just on the, <laughs> on the, on the, the couch, just, so yeah. so depressed. I think the only one that tops it is when the Eagles just absolutely smacked off Minnesota in the <laughs> yeah. NFC Championship game. But um, the yeah, the Iowa Oregon man, it just felt like that was the year. If Iowa was, was going to make a run, it was going to be that year, and they just ran into a fresh, underseated athletic team. So yeah, I was so depressed after that. It was so bad. Eric, man, for me, I could, there wasn't one that was like the worst game ever, but the worst Final Four ever was last year. Last year, with all the blue bloods of Duke, UNC, Nova, Kansas, that just it was it was a, a dream for anyone that didn't know anything about basketball filling out a bracket. Because all they yeah. did was like, well, I know Kansas is good, Duke's good, UNC, and they and they were average at best and just made incredible runs. So I was nonstop yeah. I just nonstop heard, you know, crap from my sister and my mom who beat me in the bracket because <laughs> They filled out Duke to go, UNC to go, and all the Blue Bloods to go. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely yeah. fair. The Duke-UNC game was at least good. I think yeah, the Kansas-Nova yeah. game was not good. But, yeah, but yeah, just the amount of casuals that won their, uh, <laughs> won their bracket because yeah. of that is Elizabeth, I think, won our family bracket last year. She did. Uh, she did <laughs> uh, Shout out Elizabeth, man. Um, for me – I mean, Tanner, this is going to open up some wounds. Uh, and, of course, I'm going with Iowa versus Richmond. Rich one. Rich one. We were doing that before. 
on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that. Oh, Go spiders. Go spiders. <laughs> That's funny. But obviously we we don't want to go too in depth with this one, but I I love Big Ten champs uh, get smoked by perhaps one of the worst teams of the field. I think the next game they shot like thirty percent from the field and just got absolutely smacked. Smoked like promise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's the worst game. At least in recent memory, I'm sure if I go back, I could find yeah, more. Dude, Richmond was like a four or five seed in the A10. <laughs> like yeah. went on a run, got hot in their conference tournament. Oh, <sighs> yeah. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, especially when I had you chirping about beating Gonzaga and everything. It's been it's been a good two years. You know, Arkansas's got recruits. We didn't have a great year, but we're looking forward to next year already. Even though we haven't played, <laughs> must be nice. More important than recruits, they got transfers. <laughs> they got <laughs> transfers. <laughs> must the must have been the importer. Special importer. <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's doing, that's for sure. How can you not love Muss, man? Dude, he's NASCAR man. crew chief? NASCAR t- crew chief. Eric, oh, yeah. you what, see was that? Y'all's, what was y'all's? Your, yours was oh, the child. Know. It was It was like a child book author. Right? My yeah. Favorite one, my favorite one, Shaka Smart. His was uh, author of a how, how, to, how to Succeed a Business book. <laughs> it, is, it is so funny. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, what we're talking about? I, I don't, pregame empire uh, does. Uh, well, you re- retweet, I'll retweet. We'll retweet, we'll retweet the, uh, on Twitter, but it's uh, giving um, all the coaches in the field a different occupation, and they are hilarious. So check out our Twitter for that. But that will wrap it up for episode eighty-six of Crunch Time with the N three two six duo. Congrats, you have made it to the end of the episode, so shout out to you. Let us know what your brackets are looking like, who are your dark horses, what matchups you're looking forward to, who are your upset picks, and who do you have winning it all. Meanwhile, you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter at Crunchime underscore pod. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Crunchime with the N326 duo as well. And lastly, we want to thank my brother for coming on to this special March Madness edition of Crunch Time with the N326 duo. So thank you, Eric. You got any last words, man? No, thank y'all for having me. Go Hogs, baby. <laughs> I was going to say, Eric, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on, man. I tell you what, when, they, when the bracket was announced and we saw – Arkansas and Illinois was in Des Moines. Not only was I happy that we, you know, we got to see such a high-profile game, but obviously, you know, if it was just any other team, I would root for Arkansas because you know your guys' connection. But I loathe Illinois, so <laughs> I, like I will truly be rooting for Arkansas. We'll, we'll call not, the Hogs. It's not just, it's not yeah. just me rooting for them because of you guys. It's literally me wanting Arkansas to win by a million. Hey, Sam better get you. Sam better get you a hat or a shirt. You better be wearing some red. We're trying to red it out. Don't worry, don't worry. (laughs) That will be coming out. (laughs) But with that, the clock has run out on this episode. But we'll see you on the next one on Crunch Time.